Mamma, mamma. Oh, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Baby. Well, there's the intro, I guess. <laughs> God, no. So, <laughs> well, welcome. This movie is so ridiculous. Welcome to Concession Impressions. Have you had enough time to process? I, I'm still processing, but let's just jump into it. We are, as always, recording in a parking lot outside the movie theater in my car. And today is especially fitting because this parking lot, all the lights are out. It is uh, so creepy. And it's completely <laughs> pitch black in here. And we're the only two cars. So, and that's fitting because we watched uh, a horror film. I, I would say it's a horror film, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a horror. Well, so I, right, wait, before under, you, the before broad, you under the broad <laughs> definition of horror, it's a horror film. Okay. I personally classify. I, I make a distinction between like a true horror film, like something like The Exorcist, or a, a film that's about something in particular that is horrifying with like humanity and, and society or whatever, versus like just like a scary film or a fear film. And I feel like this is more just like a creepy, scary film. Gotcha. So we watched a horror-ish film <laughs> called Barbarian, and I know what you're thinking. It's not the D and D class Barbarian. Did you ever? Did you think that? I thought that initially. Am I just a? Am I just a I nerd? I did wonder why it was called that based off the trailer. The trailer doesn't really give a hint as to why it might be called that. Yeah. I mean, I actually just going into it, maybe you know, trailer-wise, I have only watched the trailer as a preview for another film in the movie theater. So I didn't actually like. I didn't see if there's multiple trailers there probably is but I think the trailer did pretty uh, like a good job I think this is a rare time where the trailer actually added to the movie's experience yeah I think it doesn't tell a lot but it tells enough it sets the mood and it tells like it sets up your main characters in a way mm -hmm. sort of it gives you an expectation and the movie I think cleverly subverts that yeah so we're here's our spooky movie review well yeah right, should we really do the like should you see it or not yeah let's just 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 say that what do you think i think if you are you know into the idea of like a, a scary creepy film then yeah go ahead if that's not your cup of tea then maybe skip this mm -hmm. but as far as creepy horror scary films go i thought it was pretty good pretty fun time i enjoyed it actually weirdly yeah. enough and i want to say this because and i think i told i leaned over to you in the movie theater and i told you that i actually don't like horror films yeah i don't i'm not a big fan and now i do like thrillers a lot Mm -hmm. I really like Get Out. I really like my one of my favorite. I don't know if you would call it a horror film, what we would classify it as, but John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. Is that a horror film? Yeah. Oh, okay. I really like that. That's like a horror thriller. It's like a horror monster thriller. I, I'm not a film. big fan of like jump scares and like mm -hmm. kind of scary stuff. The whole like, oh, and this movie does it too, where it's just like they someone just creeps up on you and it's like, oh, I didn't even know you're right next to me. Or, but like, it also plays with that. In a lot of very fun ways. I will agree that this one does kind of go against some of the more recent tropes. Again, like, I don't really know if that's even true because I have maybe only seen like three or four horror films that came out in the last 20 years. So. <laughs> 
How? I, I don't. I like a lot of the classic horror films, but I haven't really watched more modern horror films. Sure. So, but saying that, I will say just go watch this film because, mm-hmm. especially like around this time, and this is like you know horror. Yeah, it's spooky season. I think it's a good film to watch right now. And even though I don't like horror, I did enjoy the film. And I think the thing I liked about it also is that it had points that were actually like I thought were kind of funny even. <laughs> It was like half comedy. It's not comedy in the same way that like even like a Jordan Peele horror film is like horror comedy, a mix of horror and comedy. This film is like, they're just like one-liners that are popping up. Yeah, or like the absurdity of some things. Yeah. Or some characters that are just like, this is just, that's just ridiculous. But also you kind of, it's, you know, yeah, also like the one-liners that are kind of just kind of in general kind of funny. I think that happens a lot with with horror though, because I think horror and comedy are weirdly similar because they play off of the same like biochemistry. in a way like the tension that you build in comedy is the same tension that you build in horror only the outcomes are opposites mm-hmm. you know that's the only thing like instead of comedy at the end of the surprise everybody ends up safe and a horror everybody ends up you know dead dead maimed or however worse off <laughs> yeah in a in a horrifying way <laughs> yeah cool i do agree i will i just was sorry the only thing i say like yeah there's like a build up and then a release like mm-hmm. a either in comedy punchline punch or you know like I don't know what they call it in horror like the drop the the scary the scare right there's like the tension building and then the punchline of horror right. so I think they're, they are very similar but yeah let's just um I kind of don't I want to say spoilers now yes let's go into spoilers I want to just spoil it go watch this film and then come back to this yeah or don't watch the film and just listen to us talk about the film that is also perfectly <laughs> acceptable yeah <laughs> Welcome back. It's been a long time. So let's spoil the film. The the clown from It dies. <laughs> yeah. What what is his name? One of the scars guards. The creepier one. Peter. Peter. Is it Peter? I, I don't know. I don't know. The There's it, a lot of scars guards. The actor who plays the clown in It. It. In, in the, the most recent It. Yeah. Yeah. The most recent It. It in It. The most recent It is in this movie and is one of the main characters. Yeah. I mean that's that the first kind of subversion from the trailer and from our expectations is is that he's actually not the murderer or killer or the barbarian or whatever. He's the first victim that we see, at least. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, in the movie... Yeah. So the trailer portrays... Yeah, because that's what I got, was that, like, oh, is it, like, he is trying to trick her or something yeah. like that, right? But, yeah, and then it turns out that... It's just a really awkward creepy dude which actually likes jazz for some reason yeah i know i actually really i really liked him i think his acting in it was really well it was like really awkward but like it was was a fun awkward Mm -hmm. and it was really clever and i think it was really cool i did really enjoy his part in it even though it was very short it was like what the first 15 20 minutes or something like that and then he ends up getting his head bashed into a wall and dies yes this is interesting to me i think you could do an analysis of this film and compare it to something like psycho where you have these characters these disparate characters coming in because it does it like a a situation right it's a similar situation, yeah, yeah. even ironically with the, the mother's connection. Uh-huh. Not ironically. Anyway, even, even with the mother's connection, only it's like, it's literally sort of 
a mother, I guess, or daughter. I don't know. It's, it's so weird. The twists are so fucking weird, and it just gets weirder and weirder. Like, the only thing I can think of as to how somebody arrived at this script is that they just took the screenwriting principle of, like, everything just gets worse. <laughs> They started off with like, oh, what if my Airbnb was booked at the same time as somebody else? Uh, and then they just kept adding things to it because <laughs> it, nothing adds up, really. It mm -hmm. just gets worse. Like, that's the whole movie. The whole experience is it just slowly gets creepier and creepier and dark tunnels start happening <laughs> more and more. And they just keep going down further, <laughs> literally. Yeah, it is kind of a weird. Like, there's yeah. no way that from the beginning that you could guess what's gonna happen what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah that's why i was saying that like i need to process this film still because it just like it is like a roller coaster that you, that takes you through so i kind of want to break it down but i don't know where to begin even so there's kind of like three sections i think yeah yeah it's like a three or four one the first is the setup from the two main characters tessa and clown character i forgot his his really? character's name no, something Sean or something. Ethan, we, Ethan. We can keep guessing, but I don't think so. <laughs> Elliot? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. So they meet and there's like this tension, this weird awkwardness, and you're like, oh, what's going on? She finds a weird thing in the basement, like a weird room with cameras and stuff. And then all of a sudden he comes home and saves her. And then he gets dragged into the thing and then they find the creature. <laughs> Sorry, we're literally parked in a parking lot and there's somebody in their car and I think possibly because we're still under the like influence of this film, it is slightly creeping me out. They're parked right next to my car. They, right? <laughs> I'm getting ready to... To drive off and like run away. Because <laughs> like, I mean, and they're also like... like <laughs> they're also in like a weird... And they're like walking around us and making eye contact. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, that shows you the power of this film, though. That this random weirdo that just walked past us gave us both the creeps. I think also, I mean, I guess it looks like they just parked here for free parking. Still creeped the shit out of me for, like, a good 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, now we can go back to focusing on the this right. other scary thing. So, right, so first part is the setup. We have our main character, Tess, and this other guy paid, played by one of the Scars cards. Yeah. And they have booked, booked the same Airbnb through property management negligence. Yeah. And uh, we find out the property is actually creepy and there is something in the basement. That's kind of the first thing we, we learn. Yeah. And, and then, which is the trailer, pretty much. The trailer that, kind of sets yes. it up. But then the first part ends with this change from what the trailer sets up, where this creature comes out, person, creature, thing and kills the it guy Skarsgård's character and then it immediately just cuts to black and then it starts telling us another story just like in Psycho just like in Psycho where yeah. the main the character you think is like the main character or one of the main characters one of the main characters and then if they die and then it cuts to well, in Psycho it's like her sister or something like that right her cousin I, I think it's a completely unrelated person oh was it okay anyways that's not important right now I guess mainly it was just that the, the cut part right and, and at this point I thought the girl was dead as well. I mean, we kind of it left it ambiguous, but I yeah, was like, yeah. I thought we were it was saving us to see her like her dead body somewhere in the yeah. future. Like, I thought, oh, this is like literally a psycho moment where they've tricked us all into thinking this is who we're supposed to care about, and it's actually somebody else. Yeah. And then we go to Justin Long. 
Yeah, wait, hold on, hold on. I want to say two things, though. The first part, problem I had with it was, like, she seems, like, smart, where she's like, oh, I don't want to go and in there. And stupid at the same time. And I was like, and it's like, wait, but if you're, like, scared and you don't want to go in there, why are you doing this? Like, why go in further? I liked more the next part's explanation, why the next person goes in there, mm. more than the main protagonist, the female character. Because like, just Justin like, Long's reason? Yeah, yeah. For adding Squarespace yeah, to his Yeah, I was like, that's... Value. That's funny. That's a clever thing. And he's, it fits his character. Yeah, I think that's the problem with her character a little bit is that she does seem smart and yet she keeps making this same stupid decision, which is she's going into the scary space. Yeah. And like, this is a thing in, in self-defense classes. It's called the gift of fear. They tell you if it feels creepy and it feels wrong, run away. <laughs> No matter what. Yeah. Even if it's a misunderstanding, it's better that you run away and find out later that it was just a misunderstanding. Yeah. Because, you know, however many times out of ten, you will be right that it was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, I think the moment that he's like, let's just, I want to just check it out. It's like, no, just leave. Trust me. Or I'm going to go. And you, if you, something happens to you, then like, I'm warning you, don't go down there. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm just going to go. Just give me 30 seconds. And then, yeah. And then she further is like, all right he's missing and I know this place is creepy something creepy happened I was like oh I'm gonna go and call the police or something like that no I'm just gonna go down there myself and then try to find him she's like come on that's uh, <laughs> that's like such a horror thing that I just don't like but I, I, I think it's it's a little bit bad but that, thinking about it a little bit more it kind of fits her character a little bit because of the first the like, first, night. first arc of this story is that she ended up trusting this creepy guy and staying in the same house even though he was acting weird and creepy and just really awkward and it didn't turn out bad in that interaction but she trusted Skarsgård so maybe it actually is set up for her character it just it seems obviously stupid to do it but it is yeah. actually set up for her character to do that yeah so she is she's really just very stupid actually <laughs> Maybe. She even comments on the gift of fear idea when she talks about how women have to be careful, more careful than men. Yeah, right? I don't know. Part That part, I think, was my... I didn't like... This is my most like disliked part of the film. The first part? Which I did like their interaction and, like, Skarsgård's acting. I thought that was really cool. Probably one of my favorite parts. But I think, like... I think it's the least engaging of the three or four sections. Yeah, I would say it's probably three, in my opinion. But anyways, I think the next second part is going into... Is he the guy from... What's the movie? The other horror film. Oh, Jeepers Creepers. That's the movie I was thinking. Is he in Jeepers Creepers 2? No, he's in Jeepers Creepers 1. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. I think he actually might be in Jeepers Creepers 2. But, <laughs> Jeepers um, Creepers is another just creepy fucked up movie. I, I do remember watching that one. That's why I was like, oh, he's he's in other horror films. So I thought like, okay. He does a lot of horror, he, I guess I it seems like he does a lot. Of, I think he also did a really... I think all the acting in this film was really well done. Mm -hmm. I think he did a good job. He played like a weird like an asshole act celebrity yeah actor acute that's kind of getting me too'd yeah and he's going to sell his property he owns this house actually and then he goes there that's another thing i don't understand i guess it maybe gets kind of explained that his family's from detroit like because it seems like his his parents are are living live four hours away from this house I said, like, why would he own this house in this neighborhood that is clearly downtrodden and, like, hasn't been a place that people have lived in for many well, years? it seemed like he didn't know what anything he was doing, and it might have just been, like, someone told him, like, oh, you should oh, buy this, this property. Yeah, you should, just, you should make money off of this kind of thing. He does seem like the, 
the type. His yeah. character, not Justin Long, but the character yeah, that yeah. Justin Long was playing. So he arrives and he's like trying to sell it. And then he's like, oh, he finds the basement. And then he's like, wow, I can use this to increase, increase the value the of the, value of the place property. by finding all this like hidden rooms underneath the building. So he starts going in and like measuring everything. So clever, I think, that scene of him measuring things and just getting deeper and deeper into this tunnel system. Yeah, it's like equally funny because she's like, wow, nine more feet. And then it's just like calculating in his mind. It's just like, it, it's funny, but then like, you know that. It's an example of Hitchcock's bomb under the table. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And of course, it all goes bad. He gets, they get, he falls into a pit. Anyways, I don't know. I don't want to summarize the whole film, but like pretty well, much what honestly, the big this film, like I think you, you could summarize this film and you would still be worth seeing because it adequately, I think, has such great control over its tension. That's like, that's and, true. and that's all this film is doing. Like this film is not like an, like it's not a smart film necessarily. It's very smartly directed, but there's no like message to take away really. Uh-huh. It's just really, I think, smartly directed and effective. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he falls in and like pretty much what happens is there's a big twist where you start to realize that this creature that lives down here is like a mother and she's capturing these people to be their babies and she's like feeding them milk and some of that and you find out that this person this creature thing is the result of a like murderer rapist guy a kidnapper rapist murderer incestuous yeah who would thing. who would kidnap people and then get them pregnant and then have a baby and then and get that baby get pregnant. the baby pregnant and then so on and keep going and then this you they find this old man and he's like really old and then yeah, yeah. so well, we we don't find him until later right there's a there's a, is that, a flashback before that right that's true and it goes into there's a flash then it cuts to a flashback it explains that whole thing i just said mm-hmm. and then there's like this last part of where pretty much they escape and and then the useless cops don't help them at all yeah although i think it does it in a way that it it both you know is fairly empathetic to the cops because they clearly are understaffed and dealing with a lot of crime in the city but also i think it's it shows just how much the cops don't care and are useless when they don't care yeah definitely that that's like really a big point of this movie at all it's kind of just a joke Mm, I think it does make sense. I did think, like, okay, at least they, like, had that idea and, like, they just didn't, you know, yeah. continue. I feel the, the, it was kind of frustrating to me, though, how useless the cops were in this. I mean... <laughs> they literally just, like, drive off. Hey, that's... Like, that's, they don't investigate the real, anything. That's like, the most accurate... That's the most real-life aspect of this film. <laughs> Very possibly. Um, but I also really liked how the film ended literally with a bang. Yeah, the ending I think will be controversial to people. I think because I, I do like I, I honestly like a lot of films have like that. Oh, two weeks later, right, something. Yeah. I, I think I'm the last also film we watched. Yeah, the, I think I was comparing unnecessary this ending this film with the last film we watched, The Invitation, because it's just like there's so much extra useless things, and this film was just like okay, gunshot to the creature's head and then 
cut immediately. It cuts on the shot, right? Cuts on the shot of the trigger being pulled. And then we get some glimpses of her walking away over, as, credit, over yeah, the credits. Yeah, over the credits, which I thought was just, and then just end. Like, there's nothing else. I think it's just, it's a great ending, I feel like. Yeah. I, I like the ending in a weird, in the way that it um, really, I think, was very empathetic to the creature to the mother. Yeah, I actually almost thought that she was gonna let there's her hesitation live. there also. I was like, oh, is she going to let her live and then like live with her or like uh, do something I don't do, know, or just let her let her be or something like that. Like there it was interesting. I did like that hesitation, that pause and then the like decision and then just cut to to black. I think if they had just let her live, then this would have been like it would have been like, oh, they're trying to get a sequel and mm-hmm. I would have found that annoying. This way feels correct to me yeah where it's almost open-ended because you don't actually see the creature die either right i feel like it's less open-ended i think she is dead i feel like i mean how, she like, also... how does she survive a gunshot wound to the head okay po- going back to jeepers creepers it, the same thing pretty much happens right like they run it over and they like but that's a mythical creature i mean this thing was pretty it tore through a wall and it like Mm -hmm. ripped a person's arm clean off it like ripped a person in half like yeah i mean she was like weirdly strong i but yeah but she's still just like a human she's just like an inbred monstrosity which i think also the logic didn't make sense it's just kind of like oh yeah that this happens if 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 you know so much like incest happens it's like you get super strength or something like that. Like I don't I feel understand like it's like the, the... the doubling down on the evil of the the kidnapper character. Yeah, I don't know. Possibly. That's how I was like. Thinking I, it about was like it. a horror. There's some aspects of it that were just like horror logic to me. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the film. It's kind of crazy all over the place. I feel like I had to. We don't. I don't normally. The last few episodes, I didn't really explain the entire film. I think this one I needed to because. It's just such a weird layout and like roller coaster, but it also worked really well for the film. I think it just it, it's just a fun film. Yeah, and I like, think I also really liked. I don't know if you what you thought about this, but the cinematography I also really enjoyed. It was nicely stylized. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a little kiss from the cinematographer. Like not yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing too crazy, but I did like it set the tone really well. Yeah. It did a good job for what this movie was. This I think because like the first I, I think most people are going to find the first section to be their least favorite. But I think if you did not have that slowness of the beginning, then the rest of it would have had to have been so amped up and so crazy to, for it to be effective as effective as it was that it wouldn't have worked as well i think the fact that it had such a slow beginning where it's just this creepy eeriness between these two characters allows the insanity (laughs) to really flourish as the rest of the movie just kind of as things just continue to like get worse (laughs) yeah and more frenetic Mm -hmm. do you think that it's directed and written by the same person i think that might play into it because you know they know the story they know it and they kind of i'm guessing as they wrote it kind of had an idea in their mind how they wanted to direct it yeah and i think it it played well that this was both written and directed by the same person it's just so simple i mean it is and i will say that it is effective yeah like they kept it very condensed it's practically all in one location. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kept it simple. And they're like, I'm going to just do this small kind of condensed story. But I'm just going to try to do it the best I can. And I think they did a good job at it. I mean, I think it's 
better directed than the vast majority of films yeah, out there right I, now. I think also because the last episode we watched The Invitation. So I, as I was watching this film, I couldn't help but kind of compare the films. Mm-hmm. And I think that like everything that we said last episode about how what we hated about The Invitation, I think this film did A much you know, better miles better yeah. in doing all those things that we, we didn't like. So yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, chef's kiss to the to them i guess in a way right they didn't i think it made me who doesn't like horror films kind of appreciate this film in a way which was i which i would that's why i said i would recommend this film because i think even though you don't like horror it still was enjoyable i think it does a good job as a film there's also like just sorry last thing (laughs) you want to say something it does a bad job in terms of like there's some horror tropes and like leaps in logic that just kind of gets overlooked. Oh, it's a horror film. But overall, I think it's a good film. Yeah, I, I just think it, it doesn't care whether you whether it explains itself at all. It's just going forward with the emotion of the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really why it works so well. Mm-hmm. And why you just feel like you're on this like roller coaster the whole time. I think the thing that shows how great this movie is was the audience uh, the audience's reaction to everything. Yeah. It was just like screams happening at the right times, laughs happening at the right times, everything. The audience was 100% totally engaged. And you don't see that at really mo- any movie anymore these days. Because the audiences are so intelligent that they know what's coming. Yeah. But this movie was able to get past that yeah. and get people to just like feel it. Even like the cut to black in the, the first act where it goes into the second the secondary character who kind of becomes this second main character almost like everyone's like wait what's going on here like there's we're just gonna cut literally to a screams of what yeah like literally people were like saying like what's going on here and someone was like okay i guess we're doing like another story now <laughs> yeah. and from that moment on like I, I could imagine that at the screenings of psycho that's exactly what happened yeah yeah like like and from that moment on the audience is fully engaged because they have no idea what the fuck is about to happen. Right. And the movie delivers on what the fuck. <laughs> Literally, we had no idea. Like, there's no way to guess at all. Uh, and this is a key example of how I think trailers could have fucked this movie so hard. Yeah, if they, if they, I think, showed any more, then it could have, it would probably ruin up this film. Because I think not knowing anything past that first little 15 minutes yeah. is completely like i don't know it i think it did a great job in that too i think yeah that's pretty much all i don't know i have i feel like i'm just going back and just saying the same thing over and over again i it's it's a great movie it just really works and it's not like a a, uh, like it's a it's weirdly like an escapist film because it doesn't really make you think about anything other than just like survival of the characters Mm -hmm. so like you don't really have to think you just have to enjoy the roller coaster it's like i think comparing this film to like a haunted house is like very apt. Uh yeah. Definitely. Like it's just you go there to like feel the th- feel the thrill of fear for a little while. Yeah, for um, a good hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So I actually think it's. I know you like the thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like the thing in that it's also kind of a creature film as well, and it's about character relationships. So I feel like this type of film, creature films might be like your wheelhouse as far as horror films go i think the thing the reason why i like the thing is because also it's a part of like a mystery yeah and i think i like the mystery aspect of the thing too and also just like the design of like 
the practical mm. creations of the monsters and everything like that. That's really enjoyable. This also was a practical effect monster yes, too. Yes, I think maybe there that's what I There was hardly any VFX that I saw at all. Like, I didn't see really anything that I saw. I will say even, like, the ending where the creature rips, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Head apart. It Justin looked Long. Yeah, like... It looked like they had a practical Practical set. head that they, like... Yeah actually crushed which looked super gory it and actually great. it looked amazing i mean like i really uh, think amazing is... as you know a creepy thing being done but like i think that just goes to show like how those practical effects make something look so much better you know yeah no it's just it's great classic horror filmmaking i think yeah and i think that's why i like it maybe so on that note what would you rank this film then in our concession ranking system i think this film might be my favorite horror of the year so far okay that's not saying much so, since we're just getting into the spooky season but that is true but i i i don't see a lot of great horrors coming up okay <laughs> this year <laughs> like even like like something that's actually kind of weirdly similar which I, I don't know if you've seen x yet i don't think you have i have not x uh, is the a24 movie about like a serial killing uh, well you haven't seen it so i won't spoil it okay even that movie which was also another really fun horror film um and kind of gore film i don't think was as effective as this even like remotely and people raved about that film okay and i really really enjoyed this film i don't know even the fact that like i normally hate it when it like at the end of the movie it just doesn't add up to very much i normally hate that but this movie i just like didn't care i was just so along for the ride mm-hmm. that it just it all worked for me so i don't know i would say i would say it's a peanut m&m film for me oh wow okay yeah interesting like, I, think... I don't know what i would do to improve it really okay i i'm gonna give it a popcorn actually okay you know it's it's on that like cusp though i think it's a real it's like a fresh popcorn nice i'll give it that ranking of it's fresh popcorn it's not like the stale popcorn that that's just been left there for four hours it's the one that just popped and they put it in the thing and you go over and you add extra butter on it and then a little extra salt or whatever you like on it nice it's it's a good popcorn quality i just don't think i don't know i mean yeah i just don't think that there's like i'm still not a huge fan of horror and i think just like some of those horror tropes and there are also a lot of jump scares in this film and i am not also a big fan of jump scares so i think like those things is what prevented me from giving it a peanut m&m score because it also had a lot of those great elements of like classic horror of practical effects and like actual true scary stuff and gory kind of moments and just mood and tone yeah oh my god like i even like it it makes you look at the entire scene because you're expecting like something to move or something in the background to change or a face to appear somewhere Mm -hmm. like you're just on edge the entire time it is just so effective to me I don't know. But I really enjoyed it. I think, though, it could have done with less of the actual jump scares. I, I don't I don't know. I feel like a lot of times horror films just add a lot of jump scares just for the sake for of, the it. of it. Like there's a quota they have to meet. Like, yeah. oh, we have to add another jump scare. Let's just let's just have them enter the room when she's changing or something. Like that. I remember reading somewhere this week that the writer of uh, The Black Phone. I don't know if you saw that. That was another nope. horror 
Another, actually, The Black Phone was a, is another horror film that I really enjoyed this year. Um, that also would be like in my top horror films of the year. But the writer of that film said something like, you have to have a scary scare like every 10 minutes or something. And I thought that was just very stupid. Uh, yeah, I, I, I disagree. And I, I think popcorn film, it's great. I recommend it. I'm just not a big fan of horror, and I think that, you know, I just, those el- those horror elements just kind of pulled it down for me a little bit. But I think if you're a horror fan or you like watching horror, I think it definitely would be a, a Peanut M.M. film for you. But I actually think it's saying a lot that you as not a horror fan rated it so highly. So even if you're not a horror fan, I think you could watch it and really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I think as a non-horror fan, I'm giving it a pretty good review. So I think, it. that's why I was like, just go watch it, especially right now. You know, yeah. go watch it. Like, it's probably gonna be out streaming or you know, rent it or some of that or buy it by the time Halloween comes around. And you know, it's like it'll be a nice Halloween film or something. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a ghost story, like a really satisfying ghost story. The lady in underneath the house or something. You know, like yeah, it doesn't have like a particular moral or message or anything. Uh, it's not really about any character or really anything specific. It's just effectively scary and fun. But it's also scary and fun in a way that's not, like, so overly demented that you're, like, left in, like, an awful state of mind by the time you leave. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes there are movies that just, like, leave you completely, like, mentally decimated. <laughs> and this yeah. movie doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Which I think is why, if you're not a horror fan, you might still enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. I think that about wraps it up, though. So also fun music. Yeah, oh yeah, you mentioned that. The music also plays well to it, you know. Like it's just like another joke. A good a good choice of songs that go throughout the, throughout the movie. Also very abrupt transitions. This movie had so many really abrupt transitions, which is another reason why the ending was so interesting because it was also so abrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I don't know, like, I feel like this movie is like taking to heart a lot of the like screenwriting wisdoms that you're told, like, like the everything gets worse principle, the bomb under the table principle, the uh, get in late and leave early principle, all of that. Every mm-hmm. scene has that almost. Yeah, definitely. I think it, like I was saying, like it plays out those like core elements. It doesn't expand on it. It just plays out those and then just kind of does the best it can with those. Yeah, it's just all about engagement. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. It's a wild one. And we're um, going to leave this creepy parking lot now. Yeah, let's get out of this parking lot. All right, till next week, everyone. Enjoy, and bye. Toodaloo. <laughs> Good night, baby. Hush, little baby. Thank you for listening to Concession Impressions. The show is hosted and produced by Charles Helbeck and myself, Michelangelo White. Music in this episode was created by Joe Part. The show logo and the editing was done by the wonderful Yumi White. Let us know your Concession Impressions on Twitter. We also have an Instagram now, at Film Cookbook. We're excited to hear your thoughts about this one and all the other episodes. All right, so as I said earlier in this episode, I am not a fan of horror. Those of you who are horror fans, if you have a film that you think I would like to get into horror or that you think is one of the best horror films of the last 20 years that is a must-watch, let me know either on Twitter or on Instagram or somewhere else. Shout it into the streets. Tell me what movie to watch. So I'm excited to hear what you're thoughts. I'll check it out.
And that's all for this week. We're excited to upload something else next week because that's how this works. All right, bye everyone.